You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1400. It takes a lot of times, like seven times to get somebody to, you know, take a hook. So I think that that methodology can apply here as well. The more that you send letters, I think the more that they see your name, you know, and I like sending, sometimes I'll send the letter, then I'll send a postcard or maybe two, yeah. two postcards because they're, they're less expensive. So if I'm remailing a list, I'll send a, a less expensive postcard that just keeps my name in front of them. And yeah. postcard, a lot of times, is easy for people to read. They look at it and they go, oh, okay, that's easy. If they don't want it, they throw it away. That's fine. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Imagine for a moment getting a land deal under contract for $65,000 and finding a buyer for $148,000. Today, I have Steve Mallory on today, and he's going to be talking about how he's doing joint ventures, JV deals with other land sharks, and they're doing incredible deals. This guy is going to talk about how he made over $500 an hour on this land deal. And Steve's amazing. He's very good at analyzing deals. He's an EXP real estate agent, so he's using his uh, he's using his real estate license and his ability to see what's going on in the MLS, and and he's assigning these land deals. So, without further ado, guys, let's jump right into the episode. No, by the way, my name is Brent Bowers. I'm the land man, and let's go. Steve Mallory, welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. How are you today? Thank you, Brent. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm so good, and I'm excited to have you on Rhino Nation Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. I remember the first time we met, we were on a call talking about batch skip tracing and yeah. uh, just what you're up to with that. And uh, you came in and just started, you came into the Land Sharks community and just started, you know, taking action immediately. You're crushing some some great deals and just glad that we're finally on the podcast today. So give Rhino Nation a little bit about yourself. You know, we try and keep it less than 60 seconds. So don't be giving us a whole entire life story, Steve. Yeah. So I try to keep it in a nutshell. Accountant by trade. I got my accounting degree uh, earlier in my life there, but I worked in the construction space for you know the better part of the last 25 years. Uh, new home construction, consulting, contractors, had my own accounting and tax business for a while, just doing a little bookkeeping stuff, some tax work, but mostly had you know did consulting for construction companies. But I worked for a big residential builder back in Kansas City. For about four years. And then my last 11 years was here with a big custom scattered site. I was the VP here for about 11 years. So accounting, you know, business background, pretty much. All right. And then uh, when we met, you were in uh, with EXP. You're, you're an EXP agent. Were you doing houses or did, how did you get into real estate? Yeah. So so the, the, the job at the custom builder ended rather abruptly uh, last August. And so trying to just figure out what I wanted to do. So I started uh, a friend of mine, you know, he's another land shark guy, Brian McHenry, put me on to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. So I started listening to that. And at the same time, I, I went ahead and started in real estate school here in North Carolina. So decided I was going to do something in real estate. I really wanted to, to do investing of some sort, but I felt like that the, the broker's license gave me a lot of access to 
data and resources, and it could complement the investing side of things. So started into that, you know, and then I joined the tribe. I did both the wholesaling and the land sharks. I see that beautiful right. Yeah, you see the rhino hat back behind me, right? Nice, nice hat. Yeah, so I need to get me one of those land shark hats too. But I do have the I do have the red notebook that I uh, take with me pretty much every. What's What's worth more money? The secrets inside of that notebook or that hat? Oh, this for sure. The notebook. I don't know. I say both. Yeah, both. Yeah, no, I mean they're they're both good. So (laughs) have learned a ton through that. But that's how I that's how I found out about. Uh, land sharks and and TTP and and all that and so so I, I quickly discovered that I was more interested on the land side but I do have my broker's license I am with EXP Realty um, I did end up getting that and affiliating with them this earlier this year so so I've been doing both both t- both things really investing but I use the the MLS you know to list some of my own properties at times so that's very helpful and saves me money so yeah. Well, shout out to Brian McHenry, uh, yeah. amazing, amazing guy. He's uh, doing a dangerous job. He's on roofs almost every right. day. Yes. You know, in ministry, I talked to him the other day. He right. wanted to, you know, fund the ministry with the land deals that he's doing, and he's been on the wholesaling podcast yep. as well. So I know he made it on before me. I lost that. We I lost the bet, even though I had my first deal before him. He made it on the podcast before me. So. You know, that's probably on me, honestly. I probably should have asked you sooner. It's all right. It's okay. We both, it's it's good that we both are there and we're really good friends and we talk a lot. So, known each other since our college days. And if anybody's listening and they want to get on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, reach out. You know, I'd love to love to hear your story, you know, especially if it helps Rhino Nation. Uh, and, And I love seeing people do their first deal, whether it be their first wholesale deal, land deal. Obviously, I'm a little jaded and selfish towards land. I love to hear about the land deals. But, um, you know, let's talk about your first deal today, Steve. Maybe someone listening to this episode is like, how do I get to that deal, Steve? Like, don't leave anything out. Let's hear how you got that first deal. Yeah. What's the first deal, I should say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my first deal ever was based off of, you know, the principles that you teach and, you know, finding properties. I was using, I looked at Deal Machine and Batch and uh, PropStream. I landed on Batch leads. And so I began to pull property lists from that and some from Deal Machine too. Till I, then I, I really focused on Batch and kind of used that. But I basically sent out the land bl- a blind offer letter to uh, several hundred properties and I got a few hits. And one of those was uh, a gentleman, uh, just a nice old gentleman. Named David Peck, who was in a in a tough spot on a it was an infill lot, uh, about a quarter acre lot, was uh, had city water, city sewer, so right here in my town, you know, I decided to I just going to play in my backyard, just where I knew, you know, so I just started mailing my county um, and some counties around here that I knew. So that was a blind offer letter. Um, I believe the offer was like fifteen hundred dollars for this lot. So he, he called me up and, and he says, well, he says, you're going to have to call this other lady because she owns this lot. And I was, and I, I've done a lot of research on deeds and things like that. So I kind of already knew how to, you know, find property owners and, and look at whether there's a mortgage on a property or if it'd been released. So I knew how to do research pretty well as far as the due diligence process went. And so when he told me that, I was surprised because he's the only one listed. But essentially, Brent, he wanted to just stop paying taxes on it. The story here was he had bought a house from them on terms. 
for like $25,000 back in 2006. And the house became very dilapidated and it got so bad that he had to move out. He couldn't stay there. There was issues with the roof and he'd been there a few years. Well, they had not kept any records of payments or anything like that. There was nothing. It was all cash. He said, well, guy would come and collect the cash payment every month and no receipts, no nothing. So the house then, he vacated it, got taken over by squatters, homeless people, and it burned down. So the lot was vacant because the city had eventually come out and cleared the house off the lot. So, and then there's this, there's this outstanding lien on this, on this property. And the original note was for like $25,000. So it took a lot of digging on my part, but I figured out who the LLC was. I found the owners and I actually found one of them through a friend of a friend on Facebook. And I just happened to notice that this person who I thought it was that we had mutual friends on Facebook. And so I basically said, Hey, can you ask this person to ask if they know this person? And I'm trying to reach them about this lot. And can they call me? And so that's how I got one of them. And the other one I found, I ended up getting the number off of uh, Ben Verified. So I found his. I love Ben Verified. Yeah. And that, that makes me wonder. It's like Batch Leads, which which I love Batch Leads as well, but I also have a subscription to Batch and Been Verified. You know, why'd you use Been Verified over Batch Leads? Well, because I didn't have a property that these people were attached to. They weren't the owners, they were the lien holders. Ah, okay. So so what I did was I went to the Secretary of State's website on North Carolina and I looked for this LLC and I found both of their names on their on the filings. So then that's how I started to look for these people because I couldn't buy the lot because I knew it had a cloud on the title because this, this yeah. trust had never been released. So I had to go and track them down. And my concern was that the value of this lot was maybe, you know, in the, it was somewhere between 15 to 25,000. The lots in this area, there've been a lot of sales going on and a lot of builders coming in and building new infill housing in this area. But but it's it quite started, a bit of demand. Yeah, it is. It had started to decline though, and so I knew that the value was going to be around that twenty thousand mark, close to. There were some other sales that were in there a little higher, but I knew that I wanted to be able to list it and sell it fast, so I was looking at it to be in that eighteen to twenty thousand range. Well, I knew that if they were going, if they, if these people were going to want twenty five thousand dollars as a payoff, then it, it wasn't going to work. Long story short, got them both tracked down. Got them to both agree to take $4,500 as a payoff and, and they could split that however they wanted to. So I ended up being into the, the lot for about $6,000 plus my closing costs. Um, I listed it for eighteen five. dollars uh, Within probably two or three days, I had an offer of sixteen five. dollars That was a cash deal from a builder. Another was another agent. I listed it on the MLS under my, you know, just under my license. And so... So I ended up selling it for for sixteen five, less some commission and other closing costs and stuff. Um, and you know, I ended up making. I think I ended up making somewhere around seven thousand on that first one. After all was said and done, um, seven thousand dollars on your first land deal. Let me hit the victory victory bell. So, <laughs> I mean, you yeah. almost acted like a private investigator, and you had to kind of. You know, talk to a friend of a friend on Facebook. You use Ben yeah. Verified. If anybody's wondering, like, 
it's B E E N verified. Right. I won't spell verified because I don't know. I don't want to mess that up. But <laughs> beenverified.com. I think I don't remember. Like it's it's not a lot. And then you know I I love Batch Leads. Uh, if anybody needs a free trial and and we want to check out Batch Leads, head to batchleadsbrent.com. Yeah, Batch Leads is phenomenal. Like you can pick the vacant land, you can find the area that you want to pull it in. And there was one other thing I want to add. Oh, blind offer. When you said blind offer letter, what is your definition, Steve, of, of a blind offer letter for anybody that's like, what is a blind offer? Yeah, that's essentially where you just you figure out a price that you're going to offer somebody and you send them a letter with that price on it. I know I use Pebble. I know you use Pebble. It's another one. Love Pebble. I, I use Pebble from your guys' recommendation to do those mailers. And I actually use the, uh, I think I think they call it the Travis King one-page yeah. letter. Oh, yeah. And so I used that to send my letters out initially. I have since switched and played with doing more neutral letters. I did get a few people that call and said, you know, you're crazy on these these prices, you know, and stuff like that. But that's, you know, that's part of it. You're just, you're just making offers and you get really the idea there is to try to get somebody to call you, right? Yeah. And neutral letter is great for that. It's a great conversation starter. And it's also, you know, I'm finding right now, looking back, we're getting a land deal on sometimes the third and the fourth letter. Yeah. Sometimes the first one will be a blind offer letter. If anybody wants a copy of this blind offer letter, go to the landsharks.com forward slash LOL. That's what I called my land offer letter, the landsharks.com forward slash LOL. That's a blind offer letter. Yeah. The next 12, 12 weeks later, three months, 12 weeks, I will send like a neutral letter or a postcard, which is also a cheaper neutral letter. So we try to change it up. But the biggest thing is like, we call it shiny object uh, syndrome, right. but uh, the shiny county syndrome or the shiny uh, subdivision syndrome will mail and then we'll move on to another one and forget to remail. Them. Right. Like I was talking to uh, one of our sharks earlier today. She's like, I need to find a new area. I mailed 800 landowners. I got four deals from it and I need a new area. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, tell me the criteria. She goes, yeah, I mailed out-of-state owners. I mailed uh, the people that have owned it for over three years. Or no, she said over 10 years. And I was like, what about everybody else? Yeah. Mail that, that area. The fish will keep biting right. in the pond. And, and you should mail it three or four or five times or actually until they until you don't do another deal from it. So. I, I remember. I remember from marketing courses and different things. I would do training in my corporate, you know, world before that. I mean, when you're marketing to people, it takes a lot of times, like seven times, to get somebody to, you know, take a hook. So I think that that methodology can apply here as well. The more that you send letters, I think the more that they see your name, you know. And I like sending. Sometimes I'll send the letter, then I'll send a postcard. Or maybe two yeah. two postcards because they're they're less expensive. So if I'm remailing a list, I'll send a, a less expensive postcard that just keeps my name in front of them. And yeah. postcard a lot of times is easy for people to read. They look at it and they go, "Oh, okay, that's easy." If they don't want it, they throw it away. That's fine. But the letters, you know, they have to open and and things. And so there's there's obviously different methodologies and things that you can use. But my first one was from that blind offer letter with an amount on it. My next two deals came from neutral offer letters that didn't have amounts on them. And I like that strategy because anytime I mail uh, two blind offers or three or four in a row, I usually increase the offer a little bit. Right. And by the time they get that fourth one, it's like, okay, we'll, we'll sell. But 
what's cool is when you send them a, uh, a neutral letter the second time, or maybe a picture of a check the third time, check saying this this thirty two thousand dollars could be yours for Christmas if you want to sell this land in you know Tampa. But it helps by sending the neutral letter or a different letter the second and the third time because then you don't keep increasing the price that you've got to pay for that land. Right. Uh, because sometimes they expect to see that that amount of money that you offer on that blind offer letter. So everyone's probably thinking, well, what if I make a mistake on that? Yeah, It's okay. There's ways to back out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens to me still. Like, it's never perfect. Right. Yep. Well, we had a de- I had a deal recently that I did as a joint venture with another land shark, Jose Atencio. So I told him he needs, Shout out. he needs to get he needs to get on here too. I sent him your link, so uh, hopefully he'll do that. But we just finished a deal where it was three lots, and and he had went in a little bit high on his initial analysis, you know. And I think his original offer on these three lots was maybe like in the seventies, and we ended up getting it down to and basically under contract for thirty five on three of them. So wait a minute. He offered seventy, and then you guys got it down to thirty-five thousand. Yes. What kind of incredible so, sales techniques and, and negotiation did you use for that? Well, that was honestly more of just him, you know, and I getting on the phone with the the seller and basically him apologizing, saying, "Hey, look, I just miscalculated some stuff in this area, and it was just it's just too high. We just can't get that value, you know, out of these lots." And there were some challenges on those lots as well. So, so yeah, we ended up getting him for, for 35. But what it took was we actually literally had to send him a contract. Like he wouldn't even really agree to it on the phone. We just had to basically say, okay, look, let's just mail him this contract. Let's write it up. We mailed him the contract, uh, cause he didn't do, you know, email or DocuSign. So we mailed it to him. We got it signed got it to his attorney and everything that he wanted to use. And so we, you know, and ended up finding a tremendous attorney through that deal as well. But we ended up selling those three lots in two transactions after that. Within about two to three weeks, we closed on one of those the same day that we closed on the purchase. And we sold two of them for 22,000. And then the, the next one we sold for 30. So we ended up selling those for 52 and bought them for 35. So it was, it worked out and uh, yeah. Not bad. We ended up netting about fifteen three total together on it. I think it was fifteen thousand three hundred dollars. And I forgot to ask you this on the first one. You know, how much time did you personally have involved to make that seven thousand? And then on this this other one you just mentioned, now, like how like are we spending? Are you spending like tons of time, like a forty hour a week or something? I mean, I wouldn't say that for every deal. I think it's a you know you're you're going out trying to get a bunch of these right. You're sending out a bunch of letters. I think on that first deal, I mean, I probably had a a week's worth of research and just trying to track these folks down all told. Like if you added it all up, you know, I mean, I'm sure that I probably had a good 40 hours in that just just trying to find them. But but just in talking to the seller, mailing the letters, I mean, you know, you're talking a couple of hours of time. I did have to drive to him a couple of times, but. All right. So yeah. for that first one, 40 hours to make seven grand net. Yeah. Still about $175 an hour. Sure. It's more than my doctor makes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a low paid doctor. I was okay. going to say, um, yeah. yeah. You got a good doctor. <laughs> Pro bono sometimes. No. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and the second one, or the, not the second one, but the one you and Jose uh, Tencio just did for 15000 Yeah, you know, Jose Jose had done most of the, the initial legwork and he sent out, it was basically his letters that he had sent out. And then he just, he just came to me for help on, 
due diligence and analysis and comping and seeing, you know, what, what we could do on it just from an expertise. You know, he just wanted some help on that side of it because he's very new and he's not ever done anything like this. So, you know, I would say that him and I probably, we probably had maybe five or six hours in, in that deal as far as just analysis and each or total talking, uh, probably, probably each, but I mean, that was, you know, a lot of our conversations, you know, or emails back and forth or then phone calls with the, with the seller. So, I mean, maybe a total of 10 hours, you know, on that, well, 10 to 12, something like that. Let's just be crazy and say it was 15 hours. So a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah. I would say that's probably about right. Yeah. I wonder why everyone wants to be a real estate investor. This is this is uh, good money per hour. No, congrats, man. That that's really yeah. awesome. And I'm glad to hear Jose got a deal as well. Good guy. Yeah. Shout out to Jose. Shout out to Brian McHenry. You know what's working right now? Where are you guys finding these buyers? You know, where are you saying that? Like you got this uh, builder on the first one that you did. Yeah. How about these these other ones? So all of my deals. So I've I've really done four. I would count Jose's as my fourth deal. All of mine have been in North Carolina. So right around the, you know, within an hour of the Charlotte area is where all of mine have been. Um, So a couple of them are right here in my town where I live in Statesville. And there were, then there was the one that we just closed. That one was in Gastonia, which is just right outside of Charlotte. And then I, my biggest one to date, I I closed here two, three weeks ago on the 11th was uh, in Cleveland County near Shelby, which is not too far from Gastonia. So yeah, that's mostly in North Carolina. We're just, I'm just mailing, honestly, Brent, um, is what I'm doing. Sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll call. I, I really don't like cold calling people. That's probably my least favorite. That's why I liked your process of mailing. You know? I don't like cold calling either. Just, yeah. just so you know, I know you don't, I know you don't. So, I mean, it's a great, it's a great way to, to get business. I, you know, nothing, nothing against it at all. I mean, what Brent Daniels and TTP are doing, I mean, those, I mean, everybody's killing it, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just not something that I enjoy doing. And I haven't, I'm just haven't forced myself to do it enough to get comfortable with it, but I will call landowners at times just to, if I can't get them any other way, if it's something that I really feel like is a good deal. So I think landowners are nicer than homeowners too, though. You know, I used to, yeah. I used to cold call some homeowners and, uh, and I cold call some landowners as well. I'm not saying I've never done it, uh, but it's just not what yeah. I prefer doing now. It's just, they, I know that if I send a certain amount of letters, I'm going to get a, a deal that's going to make me a certain amount of money. Right. And then also I know that I'm going to make at least $8 for every letter I send. Yeah. So if I want to make more money, I just send more letters. Yeah. I mean, my best deal to date was one that, um, I didn't hear from the, you know, anything from this letter till four months after I mailed. So, uh, three and a half, four months, you know, and I only did one mailing on it. So that was a big deal. So, so the mailing works. I mean, it's just, you just have to be consistent with it, which, which I'm not as I'm not great at being consistent with it. I'm getting better at that. And I'm trying to send, you know, anywhere from 1500 to 2500 mailings. And I know that's low. I what a lot of people are doing. So, yeah. So it sounds like you, you planted in the season of planting and then four months later you harvested. I mean, just so everyone knows, you know, what, what did the net profit look like on that big dog that you're talking about? (laughs) Yeah. So that big one, I had a, I had another joint venture partner with on that one. And I actually ended up assigning that one, bought it for 65. We sold it for 148. 
I listed that one. I got both sides of the commission because the buyer was from a neighbor, a relative of a neighbor that saw my sign. Uh, they didn't bring an agent. So I just helped, you know, I just worked with them as kind of an independent. We just call them a customer. They're not really a client, but so I ended up getting about a $9,400 commission on that one because we listed it. And then I ended up, uh, I think it was 36 on that one that I got 36 or 37. I think it was 37,000 was my profit on that deal. Plus almost a ten thousand dollar commission. So what about forty six thousand ish? Yeah, it was a little over forty six, I think, all told, you know. So and you mailed him four months later he comes in, you know, how long did it take you to sell it? Yeah, so it took it took us a while on the buy side because it was a, it was a Florida estate. Oh, those are the worst. <laughs> but they but thankfully they had already done all of the estate probate stuff in Florida. This was a North Carolina property that they realized at the end that they needed to get sold because the probate attorney down there, the judge, I should say, wouldn't release all the funds from the estate until this property was sold. So we had to basically get all of their estate filings from Florida and file what's called an ancillary filing in Cleveland County, which literally once we had that, Brent, it took like two days and then we could close. It just took forever. That was just not a good attorney. It was just not, you know, good follow up. I had to really push that one. So it took us about two and a half months to close that one. We closed on October 30th. We listed it immediately the next day and we had it sold within, I think, five or six days. So we had it under contract like on the 6th or the 7th, I think, of November. And then they wanted a little longer due diligence. So we ended up closing on December 11th. Um, and that was just a young couple. I mean, it was really great. I loved selling to them because it's 14 acres and they wanted to have their own little place for their own little mini farm. And so it was great. We did soils testing on it. So we had a little bit of costs in it. That cost about $3,200 to get a soils engineer to go out and do some borings and figure out where they could put septic systems, which was a great, I mean, it's an awesome thing. Um, Agri-waste technologies, if anybody wants to use them in North Carolina, they are fabulous. Um, very reasonably priced. They were fast. And then we did some drone photos and footage of it. So we had a couple hundred bucks on that. So all told in, we spent about $3,500 plus our closing costs and stuff, you know, but it, it was yeah, that, yeah, that was great a turnaround. Great improvement play for the land. And yeah. uh, that's, I mean, that's huge, especially in the Carolinas and Tennessee. You want to make sure that land percolates. Uh, for anybody yeah. that's wondering what the heck does that mean, the water's got to drain down in the soil for a septic tank to work properly. That Now, that's not a complete deal killer. There's some things you could do to engineer. We had to kind of do that in Colorado from time to time. Right. Um, but yeah, I love the fact that you mentioned they had to sell the land in Cleveland County to close the estate in Florida. So they sounds like they had a little motivation so they can collect their funds. And I mean, some of my best deals lately have had something to do with a death, an estate, a probate, a death certificate. And I'm getting some of the best leads right now from, from a very small list that's called, uh, well, anybody can check them out. If they go to us, leadlist.com and right. their phone number is 866-711-1688. That's usleadlist.com. 
Uh, but they make it easy for me. I get the list from them. They've already skip traced it. I've got the phone numbers of the uh, mm-hmm. heirs, the relatives, the children, sometimes the spouse. But right. uh, incredible, $46,000. That's more than some people make in an entire year. Yeah. And you got it on one land deal. Yeah. I'm very blessed. I just tried to put some work in, give back to people, you know, and, and treat people with respect and just treat them well. That, that's really my my motto, Brent. But the, and the name of my company is TSH Enterprises. And that just that stands for thankfulness, service, and honor. So that's thankful, service, honor. And I love that you said giving back. I got a check on my desk. Uh, we got a just got a twenty five thousand dollar deal that came in on Saturday, and that's my tithe check already written out because it's hard. The longer you wait, the harder it is to write that tithe check. It's not our money; it's it's God's mm-hmm. money, and we got to do the right thing with it. Be good stewards of it. Give give some back. Tithe some back. Um, so thanks for yeah. mentioning that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're welcome. That's that's just how I'm trying to, you know, when I when I came out of the corporate world, it's always profit first, people second, and that's not how I want to operate my business. And so I'm just trying to, you know, live by some principles uh, that I believe in and let God do the rest. Well, Steve, thank you so much for being on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. You've been such a go giver. Uh, well, I mean, let me ask one last question: forty six thousand dollars. How much time did you have in that one? And uh, I hope you were able to sleep at night after you tell me. I mean, probably a couple of weeks total if you added it all up, maybe 80 hours. I all guess, right. You know, okay, like if you're talking hours. about all the analysis and the time spent. And, you know, that one took a while. I mean, it could be more than that, even if it was a month. I mean, you know, it's still worth it. So uh, I think you're still over $500 an hour. So I would say, yeah. Not, not, just be careful not to drop below that $500 an hour. Then you'd be like one of those low paid doctors that, that I see. <laughs> so. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to go after some of the bigger ones. All right. For anybody who's wondering what the heck is Pebble, I want to make sure I address that as well because I was uh, doing a... So I do one of the support calls for TTP Talk to People on Mondays at 1.30. And someone's like, Pebble, what is Pebble? So Pebble is who I use as well as Steve uses. A lot of our sharks, or a lot of our land sharks use Pebble to mail these letters out. They've got templates and check looking things. And anybody that uses this link, uh, you're going to get access to all the templates I use, um, everything we use in the land sharks, a 14 day free trial. What's amazing about it is you can mail one letter a day or 1000 letters. You can actually mail more than that a day. Uh, and you get the, the amount, uh, the exact amount that it costs, uh, from the United States postal service. So there's nothing extra made on that. Um, I know when I first started out, I had to pay in advance and I'd pay like five, five to eight thousand dollars in advance and not even send the letters out. I love the fact of being able to pay as I go. Uh, we can call directly from Pebble, get um, follow up directly from Pebble. They could sequence the letters to go out uh, in addition to that. And you can track the deals. Uh, we just got a deal back. They gave us a reference number and we were we were able to see that we had already mailed them multiple times. So that's how I'm starting to figure out that. I'm getting deals on the third and the fourth mailing now. So you just got to keep following up, guys, and keep mailing through the holidays. Um, I will probably be coming out of the holidays after this podcast releases. So also go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land and schedule a call today. God bless, Rider Nation. 
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.